The more you know about corn, the better for Del Monte. Louis C.K. Uh, masturbated in front of some women, and so uh, he can he can go fuck himself. Which I agree. Means I want him to bend his penis around his grundle <clears throat> and insert it into his own anus, and then hop up and down on his own penis. Did you did you hear what happened with him at like the comedy cellar? Did, uh, did he do that? No, he didn't do that. Then I don't care. He, he did went, a show, but he didn't address the issue at all. <laughs> no, oh, no. He, no, he did a show uh, where he was talking about what a bad year he'd had and everything. <laughs> okay. And he showed up also like unannounced. And I guess there was an audience member who was like offended that you know she had to deal with him and like she didn't come to a Louis C.K. show. Yeah. And yeah. now he's just like talking about how all this has affected him so bad. And she was just mad, so she started. So there was like a pause in what he was saying, and she yelled out like, "Hey, pull your dick out!" Uh, that's and funny. Then, and then he kind of paused, and she said, "Yeah, pull your dick out! I hear you do that kind of thing." And then uh, I guess she ended up getting kicked out of the comedy cellar. That's unfair. Well, they paid her tab and everything. I guess they have like pretty nice policies for hecklers. Like they want to get the hecklers out of there, but they. Don't make them pay, like, get, like, full, like, free drinks. And so, if you want to get free drinks <laughs> in the comedy cellar, just really? heckle your little butt off. Episode 32. <laughs> 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 Speaking of, I keep thinking Tom Morello, but Chris Cornell, when he died, I saw this uh, video of Nora Jones performing Black Hole Sun just with her on the piano. Mm. And I was <laughs> also like ready to goof on it, but it was also kind of moving. What is up with that? Like, I remember when Chris Cornell died, I didn't like really any of his music whatsoever. And But it was one of those things where, I don't know, I just kind of <laughs> had to just shut up about that for a long time. You just, like, you just had to take it on the chin. You're like, you think his voice is annoying. <laughs> I'm just going to hear like a bunch of like Soundgarden audio slave from people that like it. And uh, I'm just going to have to, I can't really say anything like, you know, both of these bands, I didn't really get it. I don't really see what people see in it. But now it's been long enough that I feel like I can say it. Chris Cornell, in my opinion, wasn't that good. When Simon Joyner dies, I'm going to shut up about it for like six months. Then I'm going to go in on him hard. You don't like Simon Joyner? No, I've seen him live. He's good. I was like trying to pick a guy you like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's always my example because I went through your iPod like one time. Oh, yeah. When Simon Joyner dies, I feel like you and I are going to have just like a two-person like pity party. Oh, yeah. And no one else is even going to notice. The wind will not be on that episode. I don't even I said, know who that is, but I, I remember whenever uh, Bill Cosby's son, Ennis, is his name Ennis, got murdered? I don't know, but at the funeral, Bill Cosby... Uh, pulled out a guitar and did uh, a cover of the Soundgarden song, but he changed the words around and he called it Black Sun Hole. It was pretty sad, but it was also kind of like, that's cool I twisted the words around and made it like fit. And then did some like I weird- I you were talking about the, the, the holes in his skin. Didn't he get hmm. shot? Oh boy. You know, there's like so many meanings. <laughs> that's what I like. Um, I like a couple of meanings if you could, if you could do that. Anyways, it was emotional. For sure. I, uh, I remember um, <laughs> it was in some creative writing class in high school. And um, someone was talking about an example of a good song. 
some Dylan song that was like a long rambling story, you know, and that's always Wait, like, a, yeah, and it's always like, it's like, and the girl was really snooty about it. She was just like, uh, any good song tells a story. And I, I remember, <laughs> and I, and I remember being like, I, yeah, I agree. I like songs that I've like known the words to for many like twenty years, yeah, and I can like sing them along, but I'm, I've never like really thought about the, the song. Just yeah. like the, the words are in my head. I've like said them a bunch of times and like a long time later, I'm like, oh wait, this is like actually, what is this about? And then, uh, I don't care. I tend to really dig into like song meanings and all that stuff, but I don't yeah. think that's really the only thing that makes a good song. Yeah, she said it like it was the only game in town. You gotta have some like Leonard Cohen, Rosetta Stone. How long has it been since your mom's fixed jello pudding for you? A long you? time ago. How long? A long, long time But ago. she knows it's good for you, right? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. she knows that you love it, right? Uh-huh. Well, maybe she forgot. Maybe I should remind her. Mom, you know how the kids love Jello pudding, and you know it's made with fresh milk, so it's wholesome. And you haven't made Jello pudding for them since last night. Last what? Kids love Jello brand pudding. Remember. I've seen Bill Cosby live. It was awesome. I always liked the stand-up. I always liked the Cosby Show. But none of that stuff was really hard for me to give up after everything came out it was it was kind of immediate it was just like i, I can't even get with it anymore it, he did a song called hickey burr with quincy jones okay that i think came out in the early 70s and it has no lyrics it's like he, it's basically like this music that quincy jones laid down and then bill cosby saying hickey burr over top of it various different ways and it's like this weird like funky jazz thing like that i really like i think that's the only thing of bill cosby that i can't really give up very easily it's that one song According to this, the lyrics are, ooh, Lord, hickey burr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Forgot about the ooh, Lord. It keeps going like, hickey burr. No, there's, yeah. like, there's lyrics, dude. Nah. It says, it's like, ooh. basically, those, like, shoeshine hustlers, if one of those became, like, super famous, that'd be Bill Cosby. Yeah, most of the shoeshine hustlers probably are rapists. Oh, no doubt. Ooh, Lord, <laughs> hickey burr, hickey burr burr, ooh, Lord, I'll have some smack, gulp, ah, uh, Ha-ha. Yeah. Ooh, Lord. Ooh. Ah-ha-ha. Swallow a lot of stuff. Ha-ha. Ooh. Woo. Ha. Whoa-whoa. Go get <laughs> some. Uh, you know them. You get a half a pound of small ribs and a cup full of... What is he saying? I mean, it's just, it's just nonsense. He's like kind of like scat singing. Ooh, I mean, it might even be like a song about him and Quincy Jones, like going to get some quaaludes, but it's a really good song. <laughs> One time I met this girl who had just been roofie. It was, <laughs> it was when, when I was living on top of the bar still, and she'd been roofied at, a, at another bar very uh, close by in like a different crowd. And uh, someone had brought her there because they knew that was kind of a safe 
area. D-Max. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just take her home, but like... Uh, yeah, yeah, you've been roofied. Let's take you to another bar. <laughs> this is the last... I, mean, I don't know. I can kind of understand. I don't know, because yeah. like she was a regular at this bar. Okay. But I never met her before, because mm. she would come in the daytime, and I didn't really drink in the daytime. That was like the one thing that I sort of made a rule about myself when I lived on top of a bar is I didn't want to like hang out there when they opened, you know? Yeah. And don't fall in love. I feel like that would have been, that would have ruined my entire life. <laughs> but anyway, you missed out. Maybe I did. You're just like uh, waiting for them to open. You're just like sitting there with a book. I saw her and she was like roofy. And then she was just sort of like running around doing all this crazy stuff and like falling over. And it's like, man, that's fucking weird. But I guess she's roofied, so what are you going to do? What can you do at that point? Just I think she was only she was only there for a brief time because eventually a friend took her home. I, I don't know what the situation was exactly. But then, like, the next time I saw her, which was maybe about a week later, I said, hey, you got roofied. Oh. And then she was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm really sorry that I said it like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's my yeah. whole story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you meet well, someone... I don't know. Just don't tell me they remember them from getting roofied the next time you see them, I guess. Every time somebody buy, buys a bottle of uh, Rufino uh, champagne, I always like, have to stop myself from making a joke about, like, hey, you're going to feed yourself? That's <laughs> Rufy, no, right on the bottle. <laughs> yeah, Rufy, no. Yeah, Rufy, so, no, thank you. Yeah, so what are you on? Yeah, I guess that's uh, not cool. No. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a pretty serious crime. It's up there. It's like stealing back sports memorabilia, even if you previously owned it, is probably the worst crime. Well, roofing yourself isn't a crime. No. But if you if you steal sports memorabilia, they might give you 33 years. You might get out in eight. <laughs> but your official sentence might be 33 years, if which is uh, own, more than you get for murder. Punishment fits the crime. That's all I got to say. Even if it was yours to begin with. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So even if you don't have a gun, even if even if you don't have your 33 years because they heard something that happened like 15 years ago. Why didn't OJ buy Papa John's? The question. Oh wow! Can you imagine? He he'd like he had to like choose his wording so carefully. Like he <laughs> can't say yes. like I'm not I'm slashing prices. Like whoa! Ah, he did that to two people allegedly. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I do mean allegedly for sure. I mean, there's a lot of evidence. Yeah. It was a highly politicized trial, but allegedly. That glove didn't fit. Probably some other guy who wears Bruno Molly's did it. <laughs> I always thought that was the weirdest offense where they said the glove didn't fit perfectly right. It's yeah. like, it, it doesn't need to fit perfectly right. Yeah. It just needs to cover up fingerprints. It's all it needs to do. <laughs> I know when it's my... It's so easy to pretend to not know how to put a glove on, too. I remember when I tried to kill someone and I was overwhelmed by the glove tightness. <laughs> I just called the whole thing off. <laughs> spared three people that i really to this day i'm actually quite fond of i can't even believe that this is happening to me it was such a quick decision but the consequence of that decision now has me destined for the kentucky state penitentiary riding in the back of this patrol car with these handcuffs on my wrists and on my legs and they're so uncomfortable they dig into my skin and I can barely walk. There's a chain from leg to leg and a chain from hand to hand. And this penitentiary looks horrible. It's gothic, gray, stone walls. I've heard a lot of things about this place. And I've heard about some of the men on the inside. 
What in the world is it going to be like for me? What am I going to do in the middle of the night when I get sick? Or when I'm lonely? What if someone attacks me or, or even rapes me? This place looks horrible. Do you think OJ and Nicole would have worked it out? Like, not necessarily getting remarried, but <laughs> they've got kids together, you know? I mean, it beca- you gotta, you ca- you're still in each other's lives forever, so they might have come to some understanding later. What if the, originally, when he put on the gloves, that was the, what pissed him off so bad, that's why he killed her? Oh, <laughs> wow. Because he, like, couldn't get the glove on her properly, and he was like, God damn it, and he got so upset about the glove not fitting. Do you think uh, that that was on, like... Like, okay, at the police station, you know, they have the whiteboard with all the photographs tacked onto it. Do you think <laughs> that, like, at, at, on, like, in the corner, like, far corner scrawled in, like, like tired handwriting, it was like, mad at glove? Question <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe he was mad at the glove. You know? That's totally possible. I mean, it has I, to be look, on there. Look, real talk, the things that drive you crazy are just a million little things, right? Absolutely. And then one, sweat. one little thing, too many. You oh, might, yeah. I've definitely been at a point where I've like broken stuff just yeah. for no reason. For right. actually something that was way more minor than any of the things that had preceded it. That said, he probably still should have been convicted. Sure. It was, it was, it was kind of a miscarriage of justice there, to sure. Doesn't matter if he was convicted or not anymore. He definitely did it. So we, you know, we can all just agree with that and like move on. Yeah. Do you ever like try to do something simple and then like a million little things snowball on you at once and you're like, whoa. And you're like, you're mad, but you're also like bottomless. Like you're trying to still wipe your ass, maybe. But you're like really Oh mad. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're like you're stuck in the middle of doing something like you're mad and like there's all these curveballs, but you're also like nude from the waist down. <laughs> so you have like no dignity. You're just like you really wanna finish you wanna get out of that bath with a white ass and a flush toilet. Dodie was probably just like trying to expose the worldwide like pedophile ring and ended oh, up yeah. Diana getting killed. He knew about the cabinets before everybody. We're talking about the cabinets, right? You guys yeah. Know? Yeah. Mike. What? Yeah. <laughs> cabinets? You don't, you don't know about the cabinets, dude? You're talking about cabinets. I'm talking about, about cabinets. I'm talking about furniture, baby. For every like okay. uh, stolen uh, trafficked teenage girl, there's like a cabinet named after. All right. You can like Look, purchase it. This prince for like guy. way too much money. Yeah, the Wayfair cabinets. This Prince Andrew guy mm-hmm. was born a teenager. Allegedly. He, refu- he refuses to participate in the investigation. One interview where he basically made himself look terrible. Uh, and now he's just like out of the public eye and he's refusing to talk to police. And it's yeah. crazy. If you change around the letters in Wayfair, you get Fairway. And like, who likes to play golf? Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and- oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> no, but what I'm what I'm saying is Princess Diana, she was she was married to that guy's husband, but it was a loveless marriage. It was a marriage he was in love with someone else who he's married to now. I mean that's pretty well documented. And he was he was sleeping with her the whole time. Carmelo Anthony. Upset. Huh? What? I mean Camilla what's her name? Camilla Parker Bells, yeah. Camilla yeah. Parker Bells. But anyway, then she gets a divorce <laughs> and then she's she's got she's mad because, you know, this whole thing happened. She's got an axe to grind against the royal family. She gets with this, like, billionaire who's, you know, got nothing to lose from, like, the Middle East. I don't know. It all adds up. Maybe the queen really did kill him. Sounds right to me, my man. Well, she definitely, like, you know, took his businesses off, like, her, uh, like, best of list. What? Well, like, whenever 
I, I lived over there for a while, and uh, I have some inside information. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> when Wade used to be in Blur, he actually plays on the on the record Think Tank. Damon Al Damon Alburn. It's hard to say his name, but he's a good friend of mine. He's a great friend. Da- I, Damon Alburn. I still have that photo of you, him, and Banksy. And, <laughs> Dude, and you got it. a picture of Banksy? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's um. Well, they're gorillas. When Banksy and Damon Alburn. <laughs> So, no, like the the queen. Uh, if you have like a business, the queen can put her like a royal uh, approval, and it'll be like posted publicly, you know, as a seal kind of thing on your on your business. And she can withdraw it if she doesn't like you. And so that that really does steer public opinion of your business. Um, if her you know seal gets removed or withdrawn or just doesn't get put on there in the in the first place. I know. I remember when she took it off of Wendy's when they changed their nuggets. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> damn, those nuggets must suck." Because <laughs> Dave punched her right in the cunt. He's Whoa, a, he's a wild one. You can't hold him back. Well, he's dead. Which one? Dave Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you remember Little Debbie that that uh, confectionery brand? Yeah, I know the rapper as well. But yeah, the, the I like the rapper a little more than I like. Well, you know that girl and the Little Debbie emblem was. Uh, the friend of the guy that started the company's daughter and he used her as the uh, mascot for the company and named the company after her without telling her parents. Oh, that's were, bizarre. Who were really fucking creeped out. Yeah. And it relationship. <laughs> if you had a, a young daughter, we're still friends. You got a little, yeah. little daughter and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm calling out of a line of little snack cake. You'd be oh, happy. That sounds great. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, I'm going to bring you some tomorrow. And I okay. And Sounds good. Yeah. I know you're you know, a good cook, good yeah. baker. Yeah. And I bring you a big old box of Bowser's Girl cookies. <laughs> why, why are you calling this Bowser's Girl? Are you talking about my wife? It's your wife. It's a hot picture, too. You got, like, a hot picture of your wife on 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 these um, little cakes. Are you about my, my Italian wife, Anatolia? That's what I'm talking about. Mrs. Bowser herself. I got her all over these things. I didn't ask. I stole the picture. Did you Did you ask her? No. She knows. Are you fucking my wife? No. But she knows I like the picture because I liked the picture. Like, I liked it. That's not enough. Well, but are, you gonna, <laughs> are you going to pay her some kind of royalty? No. Because I, I made the cakes. Yeah, you made the cakes. Like, look. I'm not comfortable with this. You don't like Mrs. Bowser's original cake. Maybe I'm I don't like fucking Bowser's girl. I don't like any of that. <laughs> I don't like Bowser's girl. What about I, Baby Janet? Why do you make it like Somar's girl? What about Baby Janet's cream pies? How about that? You're talking about my daughter Janet? <laughs> yeah. And they're called cream pies. And I know what she's, I'm doing. <laughs> she's six years old. But these cream pies are delicious. I think you know the ultimate meaning of that phrase, though. This is what's kind of pissing me off. Here's the thing. I thought about it, but I didn't think anyone else would really, you know, you know, I was like, are you kidding me? We got the internet now. Like everyone's going (laughs) to, it's going to be, it's going to ruin her life. I think it's it's a wink. It's a wink, wink, fudge, fudge situation. Yeah. It's not like, thank you. When you're in on this, he's in on my home life is being violated (laughs) by Mr. Somar here. And you're taking his side? One thing I've learned in the one year of doing the show is that people don't listen to it. So you can just say whatever the fuck you want. It's okay. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> before, before not, not with that. Like, you know, I used to always bleep out Mark Wilkes' name when we were talking about it. Is that what it was? I was wondering what it was. 
Mark Wilk. And I always leave it out. It's like, who cares? He's not gonna hear it. Don't even say that. Just try one. And imagine, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Imagine, not, and then we, and then we the have uh, <laughs> Little Bobby's Hot Snacks. Little Bobby. Okay, as you know, Anatolia's pregnant. <laughs> They're going to name him Roberto. It's going to be a boy, and we've been thinking about Robert. <laughs> I've been thinking about I'm, it. I'm talking about this. <laughs> I know, it's after Robert Frost. <laughs> Robert Frost, one of the great American poets. Why is that funny? Why is any of this shit funny? I really didn't mean that thing about no one listens to the show, but I hope that that changes this year. Look, before before I was a married man, maybe I would have seen some humor in this, okay? But I'm married. I'm married to an. I'm married into an Italian family. All right, she's married into my family as well. I mean, I don't know what families join. That's what a wedding is. That's what a wedding Greek. is. Okay. So listen, Anatolia. You know what, Win? Shut the fuck up. I don't need. I need you to be on my side. All right. Yeah. Joe is violating my family. Yeah, I'm the one being. This a is a real here. Pennsylvania business meeting. <laughs> I, 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 I just Italians. Family is serious in Italy. Okay, <laughs> and it's serious in everywhere. But like, come on. Even if I thought this was funny, it could not stand. My father-in-law. You know how they are in Italy. I don't even know. If I continue to associate, if I don't sue you, he's going to cut my fingers off. All right? Yeah, like, he saw them at the store, and he... Is they're in the store? He saw them already. They've been released? I wanted them to surprise you. The Pope's a big fan. Well, the Pope's a big fan. That's re really fucking reassuring. Yeah, you wanted to surprise me. I'm fucking surprised. I'm betrayed. This Since 1975, Barbara Freeman and Connie Reagan Blake, two former librarians, have entertained young and old alike telling stories. Known as the folk tellers, they were among the first in this country to make their living as professional storytellers. And as founding board members of NAPS, the National Storytelling Association, they're considered leaders in the storytelling field. Suddenly, from behind the rocks, there appears a one-eyed man. The sisters ran to catch him. Then a second one-eyed man appeared, and then a whole bunch of one-eyed men came rushing up. And they caught that red-headed rascal. And that lazy good-for-nothing, Crichter. Crichter, the boa constrictor. C U M six. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what's happening here actually happened with little Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically the point is that, that like, uh, there's no way like that really happened. There's no way he took it cool. <laughs> like ah No, no, he was really pissed. They cut off all ties. <laughs> but he kept the name. I think there was some legal action. I don't really know for sure, but whatever uh, it was, they lost. You yeah, I mean, these things, these things are selling like little kids on the human trafficking market. Oh, God. <laughs> I, yeah, basically. I mean, I saved up 13 up. grand, and I really want this Brenda cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like that's a good model for me. Are you, you going to put you? in it? Just um, suits. <laughs> <laughs> all my suits. In suits. What are, what are you even doing with all your... Oh. Saving it personal yeah right no uh i haven't been, I mean, have you been it. saving it i'm i'm worried about you actually i'm worried about a lot of people because it's about to end yeah it's about to end it's not i mean 
I mean, I'm saying, I mean, I'm, I'm not buying things stupid, but I mean, yeah. I also like don't have, I mean, it's not that much money. <laughs> you know, it's just like a little more than I made at my uh, work. I'm not behind on any bills or anything. That's nice. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm really, really counting on a second stimulus here. Nice. I really hope that actually happens. Yeah. Seems like it should. Seems like they didn't do enough things. No. <laughs> I feel like it's very clear that they should have just closed everything down, you know, months ago. Um, but now they want to open everything up now that there's like 20 times as much COVID around. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I mean, uh, bars are closed again, right? We're, we're kind of like yeah. that. It's just like it's phase two, but like, <laughs> like Here, uh, school teachers in uh, Texas are working on their wills. Yeah, because I mean they're they're gonna die. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I know they. I think they said they had like a conservative estimate of the amount of children that would die during this, and it's just oh like, my god. It was like two nine elevens uh, worth of just kids. Imagine there was just two nine elevens, but it was. Like a like a daycare skyscraper. That's what this is gonna be. This is what they are like. Look, that's fine. But you can't even like uh, jump out of the fucking building. And it's not gonna be like a let's roll. Right. Yeah, you're not a hero. You're just fucking dying. It's dying. Yeah, it's super fucked up. I have no idea how any of that is gonna work. Uh, I'm just kind of waiting for them to be like, all right. This has been just too cartoonishly evil. Like the White House urging hospitals to send the data directly to them instead of the CDC. People don't need these corona numbers anymore. And then the CDC saying like defending that decision and being like, oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. We shouldn't, like we're not a very good organization at all. We probably shouldn't report the data directly. I mean, it seems like a thousand years ago, like, I don't know, November, like reading about this thing in China. Yeah. And just like hearing all these. I mean, I guess it's like kind of fucked up, but it was reassuring to hear that just the vast majority of all cases are in mainland China. Just, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, but that's kind of the way it was with SARS and a couple of other things. And it's like, yeah, all right, well, neither one of those things affected me. Yeah. I know. I, I had that vibe too. Um, I was like, oh, like, uh, another weird thing that like you just hear about and don't get. Yeah. You know? but now it's like, you know, I like America is number one in the world by far. The next country, um, I think until recent, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I know, I know the UK is number one in Europe, even surpassing Italy. And uh, Brazil uh, is pretty bad. Brazil, <laughs> Brazil's like picking up. South America was kind of late to the game. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're definitely making up for it. Hey, good uh, for them. But, but yeah, Brazil, I mean, think about those three countries. You have, like, Donald Trump, and then you have, like, the British clown version of Donald Trump. Yeah. Boris Johnson. And then you have that, like, fucking fascist dickhead setting the Amazon rainforest on fire in Brazil. And it's like, oh, you'd think, like, these countries probably wouldn't handle it very well at all, and they didn't. Yeah, China. China's <laughs> basically reopened completely. Yeah, there was uh, yeah. That I watched a, a Japanese wrestling show that had half capacity two days ago. You know, they're they're on the upswing. They were urged yeah. to wear masks and not cheer, but they were there, and we're nowhere close to that, man. Like, if I'm, anything, it's getting it's getting significantly worse. And we're I know, like running out of fucking quarters and dimes and nickels. And- yeah, we're running out of coin. We're running out of change, just in general. The whole country. How is that? Wait, explain. I didn't know this. The fucking circulation of everything's all fucked up because you know, like. Oh yeah, everyone's paid in like 
on their car and shit. Like no one's paying with money. Well, yeah, it's just like the economy's all fucked up, so people aren't doing normal shit. So the the coin circulation is not what it's supposed to be usually is, and so there's like shortages everywhere, like banks uh, everywhere. You know, it's just like shit's not working right. The shit's like breaking down in weird ways. We were like out of Coke cans for a while. Like you couldn't get cans of Coca Cola for a while. It's like what the fuck in New Orleans. Anywhere, anywhere in the country it's just like hey they're like we're we got a supply chain problem with like coca-cola cans yeah so i mean like look the way i see it it's like how am i supposed to be prepared for this shit when like coca-cola wasn't even prepared for this shit right you know like giant companies of like i would imagine contingent capital and stuff are like they don't know what they're doing nobody knows what they're doing and uh so i I don't feel comfortable working but like yeah my unemployment's gonna run out at the end of the month i don't know what i'm gonna do uh i mean i I think you can still get regular on it but it's it's significantly less oh it's shit dude i know what it's not good it's real bad the reg the the unemployment itself is shit it was the that extra government money was what was making it sweet they they got it i mean honestly i think Maybe they'll just cut everyone off, and then that won't work at all. So then they'll just immediately send people more money. That's my kind of optimistic thing, because I really don't think anything's going to happen before the end of the month. They've shot down everything that uh, has been uh, reasonable. <laughs> it's, like, come their way. They really want to push like, it. It seems like that's the way this comes, because, like, Texas and Florida were really on the cutting edge of... Cutting edge might be, like... I don't know. That's usually associated with nice things, but yeah. <laughs> but but they were they were they were the brink like the, of disaster. They were like the two states that were ex- extremely eager to reopen. Yeah, and obviously that failed pretty completely. And now the entire southeast, including this area, is experiencing ballooning coronavirus numbers. And now they're shutting down again. It seems like that's probably going to happen on a federal level too, when people can't really go back to work but they're not going to extend anything. So then they don't extend anything. And then there's a lot of people that get fucked over from that. And then they do extend it because they just can't not. Chicken licking. I'd like. We're closed, lady. My cousin's dropped in. Lady, I'm mopping up. What are you mopping with? What am I mopping with? What kind of cleanup? A liquid. Make some spick and span. Spick and span? Want to get home? It'll put power in the water. Go over where you just clean. But it's clean. Look. Spick and span wouldn't leave all that greasy dirt. Hey, thanks, lady. If there's anything I could ever do for you. I have these cousins who dropped in. Spick and span gets the dirt liquid cleaners leave behind. What about Pam? You can tell your mother, Harold. What, Mom? Her job. Is it working out? Great, Mother. Just great. But can she still take care of you? Just fine, Mom. Really. Forgive me for asking, Harold, but her job, this apartment, so much to take care of. Maybe a maid would help out. She can handle it. Mom, Pam's a genius. I could come over, help with the laundry. No trouble. Is that a new shirt? No, Pam washed it. She used this. Salvo. It sure seems to do a good job. Oh, and tablets. Looks easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it, a big mess. It's like Kanye West running for president. <laughs> you know. What do you What do you think about Kanye running for president? He already dropped out. He did. Yeah, he dropped out today. He He hired 180 people and he dropped out today. <laughs> so he fired 180 people. That's right. And he got uh, the PPP loan. He got for like Yeezy, he got like almost a million dollars. And everybody else got like 
maybe twelve hundred. <laughs> but Kanye West gets a million dollars to like save his ass. There, you do you remember that guy on New Year's Eve like three years ago? <laughs> who? No, I mean, I mean, was, I wasn't even working, but like it, like I remember the story of this guy who was in like it was a black guy with a white girlfriend, and yep. he yeah. <laughs> and like threw something above the shelf. Yeah. And then, like, he didn't get 86, I guess, because everyone was afraid of him. Yeah. There's a, there's a video of him smacking her in the store, and I'm in the background, and I just go, ooh, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see me just make a face like, oh, you hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't intervene or anything else. I just was like, oh, I don't like that. Oh, well. <laughs> I just want to well, say for the record, she seemed like a bitch, and he seems like a nice guy. I'd rather hang out with him than her. That's well, I don't know. He threatened to, he, he like super threatened to kill me. Weird. It was like when the, when the mask thing first started. Uh-huh. Oh God. He, <laughs> he, I mean, it's been, it's been like, it's easier now, but like in the beginning it was really, really hard to enforce because everyone's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he came in and he was wearing the mask, but when he came to the counter, he like pulled it down and just started like shouting about, Getting a half pint of Hennessy, like right in my face. Oh, <laughs> like you could have had it and, down the rest of the time, and you're supposed to pull it up for that part. Yeah. Oh. And so I told him to put his mask up, and this is kind of bullshit. I was watching for Javon. I wasn't even on the red. Oh, <laughs> the worst. The worst when you're watching for someone else and you inherit their problem. I told him to put his mask up, and I can't remember the tone of voice I said it in. I was probably, probably annoyed not. about other stuff. He probably, was probably not annoyed great. about other stuff. I mean, it, like, we were both coming at each other kind of hot, but basically it ended with him telling me that I was talking to him like a child, and uh, I said, and he said, I can't breathe in this fucking thing, and I said, well, like, fortunately, this was before the George Floyd thing happened, oh, in a God. way, oh, uh, but he said, like, I can't, I can't breathe in this fucking thing, and then I said, like, how do you think I'm breathing? I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. Like, we breathe the same way, and he just kept, like, yelling at me and then uh eventually he got to the point where he's paying and i put his card in the machine and then he said you know what give me a fucking card back i'm fucking leaving this place and i was like all right fine canceled out early enough gave him his card back and then he said like man you can't talk, fucking talk to me like i'm a child come out here i'll go to jail i'll go to jail oh my god <laughs> and it's like like knowing this guy and you know seeing him is like this guy's probably been to jail before <laughs> why do <laughs> i think he's afraid of it why do they think like that's an appealing option? Like, yeah, I definitely want to get beat up over this too. Let's throw that in. No, the awesomest was uh, it, that original New Year's thing where he like threw the bottle, like punched the girl out and threw the pr- bottle of Presidente and smashed the uh, glass shelf and uh, gin ducked or whatever. Yeah. And then he ran yeah. out and then like Clyde chased him and then like what? Thomas chased after Clyde and then I chased after Thomas and Clyde. Just kind of like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I ran like three or four blocks like around the way. Like we never, we kind of like never really found him. I think we like kind of found him, but Clyde was like trying to go tell a police officer and the police officers did not care. Yeah, well, it's like New Year's Eve. He was like, yeah, whatever. Old fucking uh, Sicilian guy, whatever the fuck you are. You weird ass little guy. Like what yeah. the fuck? Real help for the busy working woman. No, 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 no. No, I don't like it. No. I don't 
just fantastic. Yes, they're beautiful. Yes, I love them. Socialites, the choosy woman's choice. Lockhart, and I've served a lot of fried chicken to my family. The best was uh, always that, like, Thomas was there to, like, save Clyde. That's, like, always really important to him. <laughs> yeah. It's like if something bad happened to Clyde, like, Thomas would just be like, yeah, Dad! Didn't, didn't you say that you were involved in something when Clyde stumped that guy, that it was, like, one of your first days working? Or, like, the person that was supposed to open with you didn't show up? It was an early then, shift. I would say it's the first shift I had where it personally went so fucking sideways like that. <laughs> like, I saw someone get fired, and that was pretty weird. But this thing was just, like, fucking nuts. Actually, it was before I got fired. So, yes, this is because used to live above and the whole time he could have let me into the store. <laughs> could have avoided the whole thing by just walking downstairs and sticking a key in a door. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> so instead, I like got a shouting match with a drifter while I waited for <laughs> to uh, get to work. But he had been doing like cocaine and DJing all night the night before, doing, M- yeah. doing MMA, getting laid. <laughs> and, uh, any, any combination <laughs> of those things. Cool. like yeah just like am i djing am i doing jujitsu i don't know but either way it's gonna be fucking real cool a real panty dropper situation either way so he was always like he was often late because he'd be like oh i have four strippers in my house we're having a karate tour so he didn't <laughs> show up <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he, he like he didn't show up and then the guy was getting super fucking mad that we weren't open yet and uh, i was like I didn't have anyone's numbers in my phone yet because I thought everyone who worked there was such fucking Uber and I didn't want their number. <laughs> so like, I knew Thomas was like coming in at nine. I did not have his number in my phone. I had Clyde's number because I worked for him and I didn't want to bother him. <laughs> so I was just, just like sitting yeah. there like, what do I do? <laughs> you know? like, okay, yell that. I don't have keys. Worked here too. And finally, I'm like, it's 8.50. And I, it's like 8.45 or something. It's like, it's too late to be calling. My family, like, nobody's, why'd you take so long to call? I'm, uh, I'll am i be there in like two minutes. And he got there like super fast. <laughs> he, <just> like, <laughs> he like materialized immediately. Super angry. He opened the store and then the guy's like, fucking finally, finally you're fucking open telling this guy. Um, and then Clyde's like, yeah, well, you ain't coming in. He's like, the hell I'm not. I'm a good customer. And, and like Clyde starts yelling at him but the dude's like sitting on the ground like the whole time he's yelling at Clyde he's just like leaning up against a pole on the ground you know <laughs> when he's like beating the shit up yeah. like that so Clyde just starts like 
stomping the shit out of this dude like while he's down and he ends up fucking up his and i, I don't know if i've talked about this on the show yet but his wife tried to like you know mr Klein, yeah. no no and he just fucking pie faced the shit out of him just like <laughs> muster i was like and i I've, n- I've not seen that in a while it's not, uh, it's not funny unless you know wanda yeah but like i've not seen a husband mush his wife in a long, long time. So I mean, it was incre- it was a real throwback. But uh, so <laughs> Thomas showed yeah. Thomas showed up late, and uh, the first thing he was upset about was that like Clyde got to see that he was late and he was so mad that Clyde was like. <laughs> and then when he heard that Clyde got in a fight and he wasn't there, he was just like, should have been there. I thought you meant that the homeless guy had a wife and that the Clyde most that girl's no face. Clyde's wife Wanda was trying to get him to stop like stomping him with his sandal foot well if you came back now you'd like see this like fucking super pregnant uh girl yeah like i saw the whole first fight all right this happened two days ago it was uh gunner gunner he's back he's He's got a kid he doesn't drink anymore all right uh and uh i heard some commotion down the street like in front of the old cigar factory where he used to work uh and uh, I looked over, you know, one other story looked over. So Gunner was there getting in a fight with this uh, pregnant lady. And he's sober. They, they aren't fighting necessarily. They're arguing. Okay. It was more of an argument. The, it, the point I saw, it, at least. Uh, and uh, this guy that's hanging out with her, presumably the father of her child. I don't really know. Uh, and the pregnant lady for context, is barely wearing anything. Like, she's almost wearing, like, a hobo bikini. Oh, man. <laughs> but she's she's at least eight months pregnant. And she's, like, drinking and smoking and sitting on the sidewalk. And it's like, ah, goddamn. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, but anyways, they're both yelling at Gunner. The guy with the blonde dreadlocks, like, throws a couple punches. Gunner isn't really even fighting. They grab a bunch of his stuff, throw it across the... Gunner doesn't really do anything. He sells the bike, so he bikes across, gets it, and then he's talking all this shit. The guy hits him with the metal chain a couple of times, uh, and then he comes in front of our store, and... Uh, Is he bleeding? He's, he's not bleeding. At least not that I could see. Because it hit him in, like, the torso, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, he uh, just, like, shouting things to this this pregnant woman seems to be starting the entire fucking thing to be honest <laughs> but like you know you're not gonna get into a fight with a pregnant woman it's just a, a man you know i mean that's that's egregious but then her, her boyfriend's like kind of just like the muslim situation and uh kind of saying like yeah your boy didn't know how to fight your boy didn't know how to fight and the whole time i'm loving it because i i really i'm really like Sounds off. Because the situation is so ridiculous. Gunner's talking all this shit. This guy with the blonde dreadlocks is talking all this shit. He walks up. He's got this chain in his hand. Gunner's saying, like, hey, put the chain down, you know, like, fight. You don't know how to fight. Gunner didn't hit anybody that I saw. The guy knocked the bike down. It was leaning on the wall, and he stomped the back tire until it was all, like, fucking crooked and destroyed. And and Gunner didn't even def- defend it. He said, "Like that's not even my bike. You don't even want whose whose bike that is. You made you made a mistake." Was it Glenn David Andrews' bike? But then cool. Gunner gets on the phone, and uh, so Gunner was on the phone, and then a cop showed up, 
and just told them both to just like walk opposite directions or whatever. Gunner tried to walk the same direction as them with the bike on his shoulder and the cop like grabbed the bike and walking by and said, hey, you go that way. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, whatever. Cops are dicks heads. But yeah, the cop didn't try to talk to us. I saw the whole fucking thing. Gunner, I was outside when the cop was there and Gunner said like, oh, I can like leave the bike here and talk on the phone when I'm here. And he pointed at me and he said, uh, you know, that guy knows me. And I told the cop, yeah, he's fine. I didn't really see him do anything. And the cop uh, didn't really believe my account, I guess. Why would he? I, I guess. Later that night, uh, because they people with the pregnant lady and the guy with the dreads or whatever, they left. And then uh, later that night when the store closed, uh, Gunner, some other guy, it's like showed up and started like just beating the shit out of this fella. <laughs> and uh i love it and uh later on i mean i guess like no one got killed or anything but like it was it was like a pretty severe beatdown. and then uh i guess gunner who's whose good friend jacob died last year he was wearing his hat and this guy managed to get the hat off of him. And uh, oh, so no. he wanted to have the, the hat back. Oh, he took an emotional talisman. Yeah. And so they wanted to have the hat back. It was pretty weird how this worked out, where this girl named Taylor who works at who I know pretty well because she used to be my neighbor. And uh, she's, like, very, you know, on the New Orleans punk scene and uh, knows yeah, Gunner pretty well. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, yeah. I guess Gunner contacted her on Facebook about this, like, hat issue. All right. Uh, because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is one of his best friends who's dead, you know. It was his sure. Hat. If someone took the hats from the Ballad of Roommate John, I would beat <laughs> the fucking shit out of them. Just saying. No, but, but Taylor knew about it, and uh, she knew who the person was after, like, a little bit of a description because, you know, she smokes cigarettes and stuff, and she sees, like, what's going on. So oh, she yeah. uh, talked to the guy, and the guy said he threw it in the air and it landed on some kind of roof. <laughs> And uh, so then she told, you know, that guy Charles, who's like that super fucking Italian guy. The baldy one who even cakes. Yeah. Yeah. She told him about it. So we climbed on the, like, awnings. It wasn't really the roof, but it was like, you know, it's the area that covers the street. They get the hat and uh, I guess uh, gave it to her and she gave it back to Gunner. So wow. Everything's, everything's all right, I guess. You know what I tried? What? Pristine. Pristine? Feminine hygiene spray. Oh, that's right. How do you like it? I like it. I use it every morning now. Does it really do anything for you? Yeah. It lets you feel fresh and it lasts a long time. You think I'd like it? Gee, I don't see why not. Pristine spray mist or soft new pristine spray powder. They both last a long time. I regret to announce a Philco sale. Everyone knows in a sale you sell your slow movers. But some genius put our best sellers on sale. This big screen color console, automatic fine tuning, high bright color tube, Philco reliability. You pay a lot, right? <laughs> well, save your money. It's now on sale for under $480. I think I'm going to be sick. Bill Bailey may be the luckiest night watchman in the world. For a few hours, he's got Woolworth all to himself. For wandering, browsing, fun shopping. There's always something new. What now? The Magnus Chord Organ. The only musical instrument that anyone can play in minutes. 
Even Bill, who can't read a note of music, will be playing hundreds of his favorites. Just follow the keyboard numbers. And push the chord buttons here. He's onto it now. You know, the whole Bailey family can have fun with this. Hey, what an idea for Bill Jr.'s birthday. At prices as low as $29.95, anyone can be talented. A Magnus organ is really music to your ears, especially on Woolworth's layaway plan. Yes, I used to use Arawax. If they've added plastic or something that gives a better shine, I'll use it again. Everything's all right, but that girl's still pregnant. The hobo bikini girl? That's the only problem. She drinks and smokes since she's about eight months pregnant. Oh, that kid's going to be a real menace, let me tell you. He's going to be a real handful. <laughs> with, his, with his learning disabilities and all that. He's going to be 86 from Sydney's in 20 years. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, he's going he's gonna to, like, beat me into a coma when I'm, like, in my late 50s. <laughs> he, could be, he could be the next Messiah. <laughs> That's pretty optimistic. It's gonna, he's gonna call me some really mean word for millennials. <laughs> you, oh, <know>? yeah. <laughs> you buzz feeders. Yeah, like, oh, we're gonna take you to the chip chop shop. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Easy for parts, Daddyo. I don't know why Daddyo is back. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the one that came back. It's like Daddyo. Like, oh, we like Daddyo. That's that's that twenty twenty forty shit. <laughs> twenty forty guys. Who's gonna be there? Who's gonna be square? And by that I mean in. A, <laughs> it's gonna be in a square too. Living living in a one square foot uh a rental unit. I'm gonna be square. I'm gonna be confined to a small space. What that is? A prison, a hospital, or a oak box. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but either way, that's where my bones will lie. In my eyes, indisposed. In disguises no one knows Hides the face, lies the snake And the sun in my disgrace Boiling heat, summer stains Neath the black Too long for snakes 
Thank you. 
Thank you. Talking about Wynn's job interview. I <laughs> just, I, Jesus. Who's Wynn? It's again. I'm like, I just, we're doing a podcast. All right, I'm Adrian. All right, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right, all right. It's gonna be cool if y'all just shut the fuck up. All right, all right, all right, all right. What are we talking about? We're, we're, we're doing a special. The fuck? I just. The fuck is a special? You don't What's know? so special about fucking It's one of the biggest holidays of the year. Oh, it's one of the biggest holidays. You know what the biggest holiday for me is? That they don't get my ass raised in channel, motherfucker! That's a big ass holiday for me! That's my I... favorite fucking holiday! No dick in my ass Thursday! That's my favorite fucking holiday! You fucking pussy! Uh, okay. You get all these fucking presents. What are all these fucking presents around here? You get them all in my bed. You put these all in my sack. This is my all right, sack. All right. You fill my sack up. All right. Fill my fucking sack up. You with have everything fucking... you want, man. Yeah, yeah, I do have everything I want. Well, mostly. What do you mean? What do you mean everything I want? Let's just talk about it. Yeah, can we just talk? Like, we'll give you things, but you don't have to scare us. You're getting scary. All right. I think you fixed fixed my back. You're welcome. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're we're talking about dude. Well, like you, I don't understand. Your, uh, worst what memory. a terrible time for a burglary. Like, what a I, terrible time. What a terrible time to be alive. Like all right. Look, this is, you're obviously. What do you know? I think it's what, great. What you, you wonder why I'm doing this? Is that what you're wondering? Huh? You don't know shit in your ivory tower. You don't know. This is the time. This for reminds giving. me. This it's honestly not, reminds me of a David Foster Wallace quote. <laughs> Can I, can I say it? Yes. Yeah. You want some light? Yes. Thank you. It's dark as shit here. What y'all doing? We're, we're, thank you. We're recording a podcast by candlelight, dude. Yeah, well, I can't. All right, whatever. Just, Listen, y'all. This is the fucking quote. Oh, man, that mask really makes your mustache pop. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> drug addicts driven to crimes and finance and drug addiction are not often inclined towards violent crime. That means your ass is safe for now. Sweet. Violence requires all different kinds of energy, and most drug addicts like to expend their energy not on their professional crime, but on what their professional crime lets them afford. Drug addicts are often burglars, therefore, so what do you fire my life? For drugs? For fuck, yes! For fuck, yes, you fucking drugs! What kind of drugs? For smoking cocaine, keeping uh, alive! All right. All right, Jesus Christ. I like, I like your Mark Twain impression. Thank you. <laughs> like, Listen, just because I'm well under five feet tall and I'm wearing a tie that's got hamburgers all over it does not mean 
seriously! No, we're taking it very seriously, sir. Thank you! I just, I wonder, come on. Is it because I'm significantly shorter than both y'all? Because I feel like you're laughing at me! Look. It's because you don't have a gun. I don't! I can't afford one! <laughs> I just use my wild energy to subdue people! Here, look! What's this shit? Oh, oh, oh! There's a fire! I, <laughs> Do All not, right. do not wield the lighter, please. That's scary. It's gotta be. Right. Yo, you gotta believe me. Just because I don't got a weapon doesn't mean I'm not extremely dangerous. All right, see if you can lift the. Ah, get Whoa! away! I lit the fire. Whoa! It's a fucking chicken hawk, this guy. <laughs> thank, thank you, Mike, for taking care of that situation. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, he scared him away. Joe, you missed something. Joe, weird. you just fucking missed us getting robbed by this guy. Oh, is this my five dollars? Put me in a headlock. That's your five dollars you lost earlier. I have it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, Same. some guy came in. He was trying to rob us. It was so weird. It's gonna That's be very. I was laughing nervously, but it was not funny at all. No, was it was that incredibly it was... short man that I just saw running away. Yeah. It was yeah. No, he was like real short. He had hamburgers on his tie. That was cute. I kind of want that tie. Uh, we can turn the light off, I guess. He was reading this David Foster Wallace quote, but he was like stealing drugs to smoke cocaine or something. It was it was really weird. It was kind of a mixed bag of like emotions, I'd say. There was fear, but there was some like absurdity to it. I'm glad it's over, but I enjoyed it while it was here. Sure. But I gotta say, I, 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 didn't I scared know him away. <laughs> I scared him away. What'd you do it? Uh, he was trying to light this lighter. We couldn't get it lit, so I just like lit it, and like he got really scared because I he thought I was gonna set him on fire. I wonder if he got so scared that he forgot to quote the triplets of Belleville before he left. <laughs> oh man, what? That, well, I bet it's his favorite movie. That movie isn't there something about like someone's grandma in that? That's kind of weird movie. Oh well, anyway. uh, I challenged him to lift that weight, and he couldn't do it, so he left. There's probably a lot. Bullshit! You didn't challenge him to lift nothing. I didn't. Mike. You challenged me to lift this weight. I'm gonna do it. Oh. The record is on the is on the tape. All right, Mike's picking it up. Mike, it's real heavy. It's all the weights put on there. Whoa, Mike! Oh. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Mike is. That was a deadlift. That was a deadlift in really good form. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm, I'm like one of my great passions. Powerlifting. Other than uh, co-hosting a podcast <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, like uh, working in a factory is uh, deadlifting. Well, kind of. I like that pumping that iron. I like just, you like pumping that. Iron. I like just uh, going to a graveyard and saying nice things to the people that are buried there. I call it deadlifting. Oh, oh you lift them up. <laughs> the little um, you put like a little. Okay, Mike, you want to maybe? This is heavy. It is probably pretty heavy, Mike. I'm glad you can get it up. Well, that's interesting. Your left arm is stronger than your right arm. I saw that. Too. My left arm is stronger than my right arm, which what is happened weird. To, I'm also my right arm stronger than my left arm. Let's find out. I'm gonna take care of my anus. What's the fork? Again. All right. Not again. Oh yeah. Now just drop it. <laughs> just drop it from over your head. You no, got it over your head. That was no, pretty good. No, you get yelled at at the gym. You drop it. Yeah, you it's you rude. would you would not get yelled at here. <laughs> this, you know what you should turn this place into? A no judgment gym. Well, it's just like the barbell would go through the floor is the only thing. And then uh, it would, like cold air would rush in. Is that what's underneath? Just more cold air? Just like frigid. What air. is? I mean, it's grounds down there, but there's you know it's, there's no insulation. All right. 
So when you're walking around on this like barefoot in the wintertime, tonight, can we tell you what? By the way, I haven't ever lifted that thing. You guys are crazy. Well, lift it. what? Yeah, you can totally lift it. You can do a pull-up, neither one of us can do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I saw that pull-up. Uh, he's gonna fucking school us all now. There we go. It's Big like win. pretending to struggle, but... Uh, no, it's, it's, it is really heavy. It is heavy, I wasn't in that. No, it, it is, is. It is It is actually really heavy. I probably could have lifted over my head. And you don't need to. Yeah. Um, because let's get real. Objectively, I'm the weakest of the three. Is that objective? Look at me. You're... <laughs> But your inner strength, dude. You just got a burglar out of here with nothing but um, this here. Yeah. This, um, what is this, like a... It's a, one of those, uh, what do you call that? Like, right? like a barbecue sure. lighter or something? It's like barbecue you, lighter. You use it to light a grill or something? And you subdued a, a, uh, a burglar. He was smoking cocaine. I hope he doesn't come back. That was probably the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm sorry I missed it. I was pooping. It's kind of weird that... Uh, we're also calm now, but I guess because, uh... Adrenaline is a hell of a drug. I mean, usually if something like that happened, I'd be, like, hoofing for... Hoof. <laughs> for, like, a few, a few minutes, you know? Be like, <laughs> yeah, like... I know when I get scared, I just start hoofing I, like it crazy. Is, it is kind of crazy, though, that we warded off this burglar and then uh, just started lifting weights. I feel like that was pretty fucking manly. We were just as badass as it gets. I didn't fend him off, but I did lift the weight. I'm glad you weren't here because you probably would have killed that motherfucker. No way. He probably would have killed me. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> is this your roommates? It's hard to say. Could be a home invasion situation. I was just thinking about Big Pharma. <laughs> you and me both, brother. You think Mike Birbiglia has a big, uh, big Leah? Just like a big Leah? You guys know anybody you named know Leah? Leah Thompson? I know several Leahs. Is that a famous person? Is that, I think, a Lily Tomlin? <laughs> yeah, Lily Tomlin and, uh, and Leah Thompson are... Which is Caroline in the City? Caroline in the City? Is that Emma, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. That's right. Now, good show. You guys know any people named Emma? Yeah, um, our friend, mutual friend, dated a woman named Emma who was quite the. Uh, it was like one of those things where like um, he was the male, so he got to characterize her as irrational, uh, you know, to yeah. his friends. <laughs> so he would, uh, you know, be like, "She's crazy." Yeah. Really, and then she like, was just like run of the mill. Yeah, she was like probably just like normal, and maybe had like expectations he disagreed with. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, he would frame her as crazy. And you know, to to be fair, she did a few things that weren't good looks, like you know, getting the police involved. But who knows what he was doing? Yeah. He, he's not going to tell us if he's you know tuning her up. <laughs> I mean, tuning her up. You know. Fixing her engine. Yeah. What do you What do you mean fixing her engine? Checking her spark plugs. Yeah. What do you mean checking her spark plugs? Like when your dad had the spark Sorry. plug that he had to pull out of the uh, rototiller. What do you mean when my dad had the spark plug he had to pull it out of the rototiller? <laughs> <laughs> so you say? Are you, you don't remember the story that you told? Are you saying maybe he was uh, mutilating her leg? Well, so she contacted the authorities. I think she was we mutilating. Don't know. He's not gonna take it. You she don't know. was mutilating his leg, and he was just trying to, you know. Stop, and he was stop like, "You're crazy." <laughs> Who does this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, we don't know. 
Well, I know you always try to disparage your character, so that was fun. Yeah. So I guess there's like some sort of uh, sexual component that uh, you you enjoy that you're not highlighting. Well, she was <laughs> she was easy on the eyes. She's all right. I don't even she's know fine. You just she said she's fine. I mean, she's. You mean like she's she's fine? Like yeah, she's fine. That girl is or she's fine. Like fine. Yeah, the second one. Okay. <laughs> she fine as hell, or is she just like you know fine? It's fine. So, no, no, I'm kind of thinking you meant the first way the last time. All right, it's time to grade that woman. As cis males, this is a new segment on the show that we are going to be hitting really hard. We're going to grade women on their looks, on how much they say stuff we like, yeah, and boobs and things like that. <laughs> Perceived craziness versus actual Perceived. like hospital visits or uh, right, police you know. officer interaction. Do we call that general psychiatric? That's in there, and we're just gonna run through some some women. You know, um, we'll start with Emma. I'm gonna give her an A just because I've never met her. And just, you know. That's fair, and I think most women start at A and they you know they ruin it. Mike, <laughs> wow, what? I uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna give her. Uh, I never met her. I don't really feel like... You're uh, still greater, bro! <laughs> All I know is that, you know, her name's Emma. And e. she really e. wasn't... E's not a grade, though. Don't yeah. say E. You better not say E. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go to go with A. Nice! Two A's. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Alright. A minus. She's a little crazy. <laughs> Alright. Well, right. well, you actually know her, though. She's got a 3.3. Man, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, so that was great. Great, that woman. Woman. All right, I'm not gonna chant that one. Yeah, believe me, (laughs) that might not make it onto the show. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be like I'm the too hot for TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What turned out to be a bad idea. (laughs) Great, that woman was my idea. I'll take the heat for it. I didn't think about how all the women would feel. I just thought it was something awesome for the guys listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking out for them. Well, the way I look at it is we've got we've got Daniel and we've maybe got Eliana. I forgot about Eliana. <laughs> so we're definitely going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she wants to come on and get the first live grading. Let us know, Eliana. That sounds degrading. Oh, man. I don't think she's going to get a D, bro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make this unusable. Uh, <laughs> and I think I did. Yeah, well, we should just turn this around to uh, something that we can air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Great that woman. Nah. <laughs> I don't think it's like the best idea. It's not the best idea. <laughs> but, it, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, old school hip hop wrecks. <laughs> Alright, oh, let's say the old school hip hop wreck. Uh... Cutty Sark. Take a few steps, you'll immediately start belittling women. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> that's, 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 that's why uh, like so many misogynists drink scotch. It's not that they're, right. not, they're not misogynistic on their own. You get, you get a couple drops of this in your body and you start grading women. Now, see, I think that it's important to keep it now, because... (laughs) 
because I think that's a good point you made. <laughs> Look, let's just say in vino veritas, in scotcho, unferitas. Nice. Let's be, let's be. We nice. made some quality jokes in this uh, <laughs> very difficult to like stand behind segment. <laughs> it's about getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone. Come into the no zone. That's it. This is like this is why there's something about this room. I gotta say, it, it, it brings out the worst in me. Yeah, it brings out the worst in me too. Right? It's like, <laughs> you live here. Well, look. Yeah, I'm a very bad person. <laughs> Emma got two A's. That's as many A's, A's as she a double A battery. Well, Emma doesn't even have two A's in it. It's got two M's, which stands for mm-mm good. That's what she is. We all. We'll leave it at that. None of us <laughs> thinks she's crazy. No. No, uh, he said she's kind of crazy, Joe. Well, might, He's uh, the only one that knows her, though, so. To be fair. True. Let's just uh, go with the two A's that she got and leave it alone. Leave it alone. If you'd like to come on the show and get graded. <laughs> Tricks only. <laughs>
How sporting of Bernard Altman to make their pure wool sweaters machine washable. Look for them with the Woolmark label at Rothschild's. After testing thousands of different varieties of corn, Del Monte discovered number 216. It builds up great natural sugar content and tender corn kernels. Yet every year, Del Monte tests over 1,500 different varieties trying to better it. I don't know why. How can you beat corn like this?